0: Hey guys, welcome back to India Unchained, a podcast narrating lesson on stories about Indian history in the pre- and the post-independence era. I, Neeraj, am your host and today I will be narrating to you the stories about the effect of World War I and the Ghada movement on the Indian nationalism. However, before I begin, I would like to wish all my listeners A very happy new year. I hope 2021 is going to be super exciting, ecstatic and a prosperous year. Since the content for this episode is crossing beyond 15 minutes, I have decided to divide this episode in two parts. This episode pertains to part 1 and part 2 will follow in the coming days. After the Swadeshi movement, the national movement had been dormant for quite some time. The outbreak of the World War I in 1914 gave the movement a new lease of life. Britain's difficulty was India's opportunity. This opportunity was seized in different ways and successes. One, by the Ghadar revolutionaries who were based out of North America. Two, by Lokman Tilak. 3. Ani Besant and their home rule leagues in India. The Ghadar revolutionaries attempted a violent overthrow of British rule while the home rule leaguers launched a nationwide agitation for securing Swaraj. Since 1904, the west coast of North America had become home to a steadily increasing number of Punjabi immigrants. Many of the Punjabis were peasants who moved to find a different source of survival. Some were ex-soldiers of the British Indian Army who had served distant lands like the Malay States and the Fiji. Many sold their lands, belongings, mortgaged valuable things to travel to their promised land of opportunities. However, they were not welcomed in the manner they were expected to be, especially in Canada and the United States. Many were refused entry in these countries. Agitations and protests against the entry of Indians were launched by Native Americans because of the competition they offered. However, the Secretary of State for India had his own reasons for urging restrictions on immigration. Few of them being, the close familiarity of Indians and whites in America was not good for British prestige and it was by prestige alone that India was held and not by force. Further, he worried that the immigrants would be contaminated by socialist ideas and that the racial discrimination that they would be subjected to would become the source of nationalist agitation in India. These discriminatory policies of various countries soon resulted in a flurry of political activity among the nationalists. As early as 1907, Ramnath Puri, a political exile on the west coast, issued a circular A-Azadi in which he pledged support to the Swadeshi movement. Taraknath Das started the Free Hindustan Press in Vancouver. G.D. Kumar set up a Swadesh Sevak home in Vancouver, just like the India House in London. In 1910, both Taraknath and GD Kumar were forced out of Vancouver and together they later set up the United India House in Seattle in the United States. Close links began to develop between the United India House Group and the Khalsa Diwan Society and in 1913 they decided to send a deputation to the colonial secretary in London and the Viceroy and the other officials in India. These agitations resulted in the creation of nationalist consciousness and a feeling of solidarity among immigrant Indians. Bhagwan Singh, a Sikh priest who had worked in Hong Kong and Malay State, visited Vancouver in 1913. He openly preached the gospel of violent overthrow of the British rule and urged the people to use Bandai Mataram as a revolutionary salute. He was externed from Canada after a stay of three months. The centre of all revolutionary activities then shifted to the United States which provided a relatively free political environment. Here the crucial role was played by Lala Hardayal, a political exile from India. He first arrived in the United States in 1912 and briefly taught at Stanford University. However, in the initial days he did not concern himself with the agitations of the Indian immigrants. This changed on December 23, 1912, when a bomb attack on the Viceroy of India in Delhi was attempted. This excited his imagination and mind, and his faith in the possibility of a revolutionary overthrow of British regime in India was renewed. Hardayal showed interest to play an active political role and lead the Indian agitation on the west coast. Soon, a Hindi association was set up in Portland in May of 1913. In the very first meeting, Hardayal put forth his plan of action. Do not fight the Americans, but use the freedom that is available in the United States to fight the British. You will never be treated as equals by the Americans until you are free in your own land. The root cause of Indian poverty is the British imperial rule and it must be overthrown, not by petitions, but by armed revolt. Carry this message to the masses and to the soldiers of the Indian army. Go to India and enlist their support. These ideas were accepted immediately and working committee started a weekly paper called the Ghadar for free circulation. The Gadar movement thus began. On 1st November 1913, the first edition of Gadar was published in Urdu and the Gurmukhi edition on 9th November. There was no doubt about what the paper was all about because Ghadar inherently means revolt. The masthead had captions on it. Angrezi Raj ka Dushman, meaning an enemy of British Raj. The Gadar enumerated a front-page issue feature titled "Angrezi Raj ka This feature consisted of 14 points highlighting the harmful and ill effects of the British Raj and also explained the entire critique of the British rule formulated by the Indian National Movement. The last two points of the Chitta suggested the solution. 1. The Indian population in Indian states was 7 crores and in British India 24 crores and about 80,000 officers and soldiers and 39,000 volunteers who were all Englishmen were present in India. Second, 56 years had been elapsed since the first war of independence and there is an urgent need of another. However, the most powerful impact was made by the poems that appeared in the Ghadar. These were soon collected and distributed free of cost called Ghadar ki Kunj. In 1914, three events influenced the course of the Ghadar movement. First, the arrest and escape of Har Dayal. He was arrested on 25th March, 1914. He was out on bail and quickly took the opportunity to escape from the country. With this, his active association with the movement ended abruptly. Second, in 1914, the ship Maru had begun sail to Canada. According to the strict Canadian laws, no Indian immigrant would be allowed entry to unless and until they had travelled directly from India without having unboarded into other countries. This was a convenient law as there were no direct routes to Canada from India. However, in a particular incident, the Canadian Supreme Court had allowed the entry of 35 Indians who had sailed from various countries. This motivated Gurdit Singh, a ship contractor in Singapore, to carry 376 Indians from India to Japan and then to Canada. Upon reaching the Canadian port, the Kom- Komagatu Maru was forced out. In spite of all the efforts put in by the nationalist supporters in Canada and the United States, the ship was asked to leave without deporting. Before it could reach Yokohama, Japan, World War One had already began and the British government passed orders that no passenger be allowed to disembark anywhere on the way but only in Calcutta. Upon reaching Calcutta, the passengers were provoked by a hostile attitude of the authorities, resisted the police which led to a clash that claimed 18 lives and 202 arrests. Few of them even managed to escape. The third and the most important development that made the Ghadar revolution imminent was the World War I. After all, this was the moment they had been told to seize. The Elanid Jung, that is, the proclamation of war, was issued by the Ghadar movement. Muhammad Barkatullah, Ramchandra and Bhagwan Singh organized and addressed a series of public meetings and motivated immigrant Indians to, to go back to India and organize armed revolt. Prominent leaders were sent to China, Philippines, Malay states to persuade Indians living in these countries to return home and join the rebels. The more impatient among the Ghadar activists such as Kartar Singh Sarva who was later hanged by the British in a conspiracy case and Raghubar Dayal Gupta immediately left for India. I am happy to share with you that India Unchained is now available on eight different listening platforms, which includes Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and others. Do help us in reaching out to a larger audience by sharing the link of this podcast in your network. We request you to provide feedback on the quality of the episodes that we have published the link to the feedback is in the description we hope to catch up with you all in the next episode until then take care be safe goodbye